0: What's up, Senna's? Welcome back to the Bible Belt Atheist Podcast, coming to you live from the capital city of the Bible Belt itself, Lynchburg, Virginia. Hey, 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 I'm back. Sorry I missed you guys last week. I was a little under the weather. I'm still a little under the weather. A little sinus infection, head cold, chest cold, that kind of stuff. Actually, I've sounded a lot worse than I have felt. Um, I felt pretty good. I just sounded like I was sick, and you know, had a couple of rough days. Don't know if it was COVID. Didn't get a test. Don't care if it was COVID. I'm living my life. So, welcome back. Thanks for listening. I uh, hope you guys have been doing well for the two weeks that I've been away, and are ready to get back into the grind, ready to get back into the sinning. Uh, I feel like if I don't come to you guys every week with a with an episode, that you lose your your sinning, you lose your skills. You, you got to tighten them up. You got to practice. If you want to be good at anything, you got to practice. So if you want to be a really good center, you got to work for it. Don't stop now. All right. Thank you for listening. Um, Today, I would like to talk about something that's come up in many of my conversations over the last couple of years and um, talk to you about homeschooling and private schooling. Now, Having lived my entire life in the Bible Belt, it's been my experience that all kids that are homeschooled are homeschooled for religious reasons, and all private schools are in somehow, uh, somehow affiliated to a faith-based institution, a church or a cult or whatever comes along. And um, I've interacted with a lot of these people over the years. Uh, I actually work with some People now that were homeschool kids and they're in their young 20s. And it's been an interesting experience. Now, I'm not going to say that a person doesn't have, shouldn't have the right or doesn't have the right to homeschool their children. You have the right to educate your children in any way that you see fit. I'm just giving you my viewpoint as an atheist, as an outsider to the homeschool and private school philosophy, uh, just an outsider looking in. Now, me, I, I always made the joke, I am a victim of a public school education, and I'm thankful for that. Now, granted, uh, public schools are not perfect, and they never will be because they are operated by humans. Anything that's operated by a human is never going to be perfect. Um, and therefore, private schools and homeschool uh, situations are never going to be perfect either. So I'm sure they all have their pros and cons. Um, in my view of children that are homeschooled is they're left out of a lot. They miss a lot. They miss the, the social aspects of school. They miss the playing for the school football team, and they, they miss going to prom, and they miss the dances and the field trips, and they miss all of these things, um, these group settings that are all things that really don't have anything to do with education. They're all social interactions. And I I feel like that's really one of the great um, cons against uh, homeschools and and private schools is because they don't get quite the social interaction. Um, Growing up, I played a lot of sports uh, in school. Um, I did a lot of stuff in school. I was very much into the extracurriculars, to be honest with you. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed a lot out of it. And I learned lessons through those activities that I still carry with me today. The importance of being a good teammate, the importance of being a good team player, uh, the importance of being on a team or part of a group working towards a common goal. These are all things that I learned through playing sports and being involved in group activities related to public schools. And I feel like homeschool kids miss out on all of that now the definition of a homeschool child in my mind is someone who stays home all day and learns all of their schoolwork from one or both parents now something's come up that i didn't know existed until i have a coworker that loves telling anybody that'll listen that he homeschools his kids but they really don't they take their kids a location every day and they drop them off with a bunch of other kids that call themselves and refer to themselves as being homeschooled. And they refer to it as a co-op, whatever that is. And they drop their kids off for their education and they go back and pick them up. Now, to me, that's not homeschooling. To me, that is a private school. And this whole thing is run in a church and it's run by a church. And um, yeah, that's what it is. It's a bunch of little white kids going to an area with a bunch of other little white kids who uh, only learn what their parents agree with and only learn what their parents think is acceptable for them to learn. And um, I'm very fortunate and I'm very thankful that I didn't grow up that way. Uh, I went to public school. My mother uh, encouraged me to get involved in anything and everything, any social environment, any scholastic environment, anything that I wanted to partake in, she was always 100% supportive. And when I decided I wanted to do something and signed up for it, she made me see it through to the end. There was no quitting halfway through. There was no walking away from it because I didn't think it was quite what I thought it was going to be. No, it was none of that. It was you go, you go hard, you give these people your word and you stick to it. learned those lessons and i'm thankful that i did i also feel like i came out of my school environment prepared to interact with the world prepared to go into the world and uh, be able to handle myself and take care of myself and think on my feet and all of that came from the fact that i was presented with so much information and these homeschool kids don't get that. And I deal with them. You know, I'm here in the same city as Liberty university. And a lot of these kids that go to Liberty university, they were homeschooled or they went to Christian public schools and they basically were only taught what their parents thought were appropriate. And uh, I got to tell you, these kids that I've interacted with don't have a clue what the real world looks like. And they are in no way prepared for what is going to happen when they have to interact with the real world. And a lot of them are just doomed. A lot of them are doomed. They don't have a clue. They're deer in the headlights. They don't even know how to have a conversation with someone that's not exactly like them, that looks like them, has the same beliefs that they have. They have zero knowledge of anything other than the Christian upbringing that they had to endure. And I think that's, uh, I think that is a hard way to start out your young adult life, not having a clue what the real world is, or what it looks like, or even how to conduct yourself in it. Now, my history, I have a child, um, I have a son who's 26. He's out on his own and lives a couple hours away and is self-sufficient and has a good career going and he works hard. He's a hard worker. And um, he didn't get that all from me. Uh, He got that from a lot of the things he learned in public school. Now, when he was little, uh, my ex-wife, his mother, and I had several discussions about his education and what we thought was best. And my ex-wife actually had a actually had a degree in education. Uh, She never used it. Uh, She never did anything with her education. But I brought up the fact, I said, hey, what do you think about homeschooling our son? And she said one of the few smart things that she ever said, she said, I don't want our child to be homeschooled. I want him to go to a public school. And so my question was, why don't you want him to be homeschooled? And she said this, she said, because I want him to be smarter than we are. And I think if a lot of parents sat back and thought about that before they made a decision or during the decision-making time of whether or not they're going to homeschool their child. Now, a lot of people who are Christians and believe in the imaginary wizard in the sky think that just because they believe in that, that that makes them automatically smarter than everybody else. That makes them overly qualified to be the only person involved in the education of their child. And I'm going to call bullshit. Um, if I would have only learned the things that my mother and my stepfather knew, I would be half a person. I would not be anywhere near, um, as confident as I am interacting in the real world, I would not be anywhere near as um, thoughtful as I am. I would not have the ability to do a lot of things that I can do if I would have solely, now I'm not saying my mother's dumb. I'm not saying my stepfather was dumb. They were both extremely smart. But when you only get one piece of the information, when you only get one side of the story, you then you don't know the whole story and you'll never know the whole story so i feel it's important that everyone gets a well-rounded inclusive uh education now one of my favorite stories to tell um, about my public school life was um when i was in the fourth grade and i was living in brunswick georgia and i was attending ballard elementary school uh i was friends with this kid named ron and ron was a black kid who lived on the opposite side of the uh school area than i did um he probably his family probably had a little bit more money than mine did but my mother and his mother worked together they worked together at a college brunswick college and um they became really good quick friends And so during the fourth grade uh, year, uh, I was invited to join Ron and his church on an outing. And every year they would take a five-hour bus trip, it's five hours each way, to Atlanta and take anybody from the church that wanted to go to an Atlanta Braves game. And I love the Atlanta Braves. I grew up loving the Atlanta Braves. I'm a Cubs fan too. Please don't hold that against me. But um, my mother came to me and said, Ron's church um, has an extra seat. And Ron and his mother wanted to know if you would be interested in going to the Braves game. And of course, I'm a nine-year-old kid. What the fuck am I going to say? I'm going to say absolutely. I loved going to Braves games when I was a kid. And I didn't care how I got there. So my mother says to me, She says, now, just so you know, you're probably going to be the only white person on this bus. I did not care. I did not give a fuck. The only thing I cared about was going to that Braves game. That's the only thing that interested me at all. Well, sure enough, when I show up, it was a Saturday morning, bright and early, and I am the only white person on this bus. I'm a nine-year-old kid, and I'm going to Braves game. I got my glove. I got my Atlanta Braves hat on. I'm ready to roll. Sit with Ron, and I got to tell you, it was one of the most fun adventures that I ever had in my life. I look back on that day, the bus trip up there, the game itself, the bus trip back. I had the best time that any nine-year-old kid could have ever had. Now, keep in mind, my mother wasn't with me. Uh, the chaperones were all elders of the church that would organize this trip every year. And they were super sweet to me. I remember the back of the bus, they had these two big coolers. One cooler had orange and grape sodas and the other cooler had sandwiches. And I had never had a grape soda. I never had a Fanta. And I must have drank 10 of those on the way to the game. I think I actually ended up with a kidney infection when I got back home. And those things were so fucking good. And to this day, I'll grab one once in a while just because it brings back those memories. But I had an absolute blast and I knew that it was an untold um, instruction from my mother. She never said it, but I knew I was expected to be on my best behavior. If anybody would have reported back from that bus that I got out of line, that I said anything out of line, that I showed my ass in any way, shape or form. I would have been in huge trouble and I would have never been allowed to do anything like that ever again. And I got to tell you, uh, I was a good boy. My mother got nothing but stellar reports on my conduct and I had an absolute blast. And I look back on that and I'm very thankful that I was in that setting. I was in a public school setting. I had a friend, he was part of a church. They were very involved in their church. I wasn't. and um, My mind was open enough. My mother's mind was open enough to say, you know what, this is gonna be a great time for the kids. Let's go do that. I know a lot of people here in Lynchburg, Virginia that would never allow their children to be involved in a situation like that. I have people that I work with that I know, I can promise you would never allow their child to get on a bus fill full of people with opposite viewpoints and opinions and of a different race and send them down the road for 5 hours in each direction i know for a fact that they would never open themselves up to that and i'm thankful every day i'm thankful every day that my mother was open minded enough to not only send me to public school so i could get a full well-rounded social interaction and scholastic education But she also was wise enough to involve me in situations that were outside of my comfort zone, outside of my daily life experience, because she wanted me, she wanted me to partake in things that I didn't know anything about. And that's why I believe that putting restrictions on children and only wanting them to learn things that you already know and things that only you only believe in you these people that don't want their children to learn about anything other than what their personal beliefs are i think it ranks up there with child abuse you're really you're limiting the potential growth of your child you're holding them back now a lot of people think well i don't want my child to to Learn about the evils of the world. Well, I got news for you. They're going to learn about all the bad things in life. And if you send them out there and they've been protected and they've been wrapped in bubble wrap for their entire existence because you don't want them to learn about the bad things. You're sending them out there. You're sending them to a gunfight carrying a knife. They're totally unprepared. They don't have a clue what they're in for, and that is the parents' fault. And it's sad, and it happens. It happens every day. Now, I've got to say, I I don't believe that public schools are perfect. I'm never going to claim that. And I think they need a lot of work, and I think they need a lot more money to operate successfully. I've always made the comment that uh, an NBA basketball player or a professional football player they can sign a contract at the age of 20 to make millions of dollars but yet the woman in elementary school the teacher that they had that taught them how to read that contract most of them won't make more than fifty thousand dollars a year ever in their career and I think that that entire system is backwards I think it's just completely backwards um, a lot of these kids coming out and they sign these big contracts and they make millions of dollars and then they ruin themselves and they destroyed their lives by the time they're 30. Everything is completely backwards. School teachers should be paid double whatever they're paid now. So if there's a school teacher out there and you're listening and you make $40,000 a year, I think you should make $80,000 a year. I think they're all underpaid. I think people that are put in charge of educating our children, are the most underpaid uh, sector in our working class today. And it's terrible and it's sad and it needs to change. Um, You know, we spend a trillion dollars a year in funding our military and all our military does is protect our wealth from the rest of the world. That's all it's there for, it's to protect our wealth. But we wouldn't dare think about trimming that budget. We wouldn't dare think about taking money away from the military budget and investing it in our public schools. It's completely backwards. It's completely insane how we operate that way. That's one of the things that makes our country just weird. And what do we think we're doing with our future? What do we think we're doing with our future if we continue to cut education funds and continue to increase military funds? We're going to become a military state at some point. Is that what we all want? No, I would rather have a population full of smart, well-rounded, well-read, thoughtful, creative people rather than a country full of people that just stand around with machine guns and dare you to move. So that's my opinion on that, and I think it's uh, it's, it, it's very forgotten. It's buried. Nobody talks about it. Everybody talks about COVID, and everybody talks about politics, and Trump, and Biden. Nobody talks about the fact that we're spending all of our assets on becoming a military state, and every year we cut funding for schools. So I don't know if I've told this story before on the podcast. Please forgive me if I have and you've heard this before. But So when I moved here, I grew up 30 minutes from Florida. And right before I moved here, Florida um, started a lottery, a state lottery, the Mega Millions, the Big Bucks, you know, those kind of things. And in order to get it passed, um, they said that a portion of the proceeds would go towards education. They put it back into the public school system. So it passed, obviously. So I moved to Virginia and I moved to Virginia at a time where they're having the same discussion. They're trying to implement a lottery system, a lottery game for the state. And they continue to say, yeah, we're going to take the proceeds from the lottery and put it into education. And I will tell you that every year for 20 years after the lottery was started, education was cut in the state of virginia now our governor at the time the honorable doug wilder he uh a year after the lottery system started he was the first virginia governor to be given a helicopter for his travel needs hmm what do you think about that you think it's coincidence these politicians they'll use education and they'll use people's wanting for the education system to be better, to get things passed that they really want to see happen. And then they don't give a fuck about education anymore. When they're trying to get a bill passed or they're trying to implement something new, um, they'll, they'll beat the drum for education all day long until it passes, until it's done, until they get what they want. And then education gets fucked again. And that's why a lot of parents think that Homeschooling and private schooling is a better option because every year public schools get a little, little, a little less impactful. They get a little more abused. They get things taken away. There are school systems in our country now that don't have uh, music in schools. They don't have band. They don't have any kind of musical instruction and i think that's horrible i think every school i think every child should have access to a musical instrument and access to education in regards to learning that musical instrument and learning how to play with other kids that are learning to play musical instruments it's proven fact studies have been done kids that play a musical instrument and learn how to read music end up being smarter end up being more well-adjusted and well-rounded people It's a fact. It's like learning a second language. People who are bilingual, people who can speak more than one or two languages, use a different side of their brain. Same thing with learning a musical instrument. And in the view of the brain, learning a musical instrument is like learning a second language. It makes you use a part of your brain that's been sitting there unused. It makes you smarter. So... If we're going to continue to try to educate kids in a public school environment, we need to stop taking things away from them and start adding more things to their curriculum, like band for all kids. And maybe it shouldn't be an elective. Maybe it should be a required credit that you at least take one semester or one year of band. Because then you're gonna have at least a handful of kids that never had any inclination to learn a musical instrument. They get it put in front of them. They get some proper teaching and they fall in love with it. And now they're a creative soul. Now they're a creative person that likes to do something fun that makes them use more of their brain. Imagine that. These kids that are homeschooled and they're only taught what their parents believe in obviously use a whole lot Less of their brain. In private schools that are owned, operated, and funded by churches, you're only going to learn one side of the story. They're never going to want you to be creative. They're never going to want you to think outside of your comfort zone because they're worried that if you really actually get smart, then you'll realize that a faith-based private school is probably not doing you any service. Think about that. How smart do these faith based institutions really want their kids to be? Do they want them to be smart enough to figure out that it's all bullshit and none of it's real? No, they don't want that. So, these kids that are learning a musical instrument involved in band are learning multiple languages that are, you know, without even knowing it, they're using a dormant part of their brain these kids that go to these private schools and or homeschooled that don't have band, that there's no need for my child to learn to speak Spanish because he's an American and he believes in God. They're using less of their brain. And that's what these parents want. They wouldn't dream of wanting their child to be smarter than them because then they might figure out that everything they've been taught is fucking bullshit. That's why they homeschool their children. They don't want their kids to be smarter than them. They don't want their kids to maybe figure out that there's a different way to exist. They don't want it. And these people that you know, they raise their kids in a homeschool environment or a faith-based environment at a private school. And then all of those kids grow up and they only, they're only given one option for college. They have to go to Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia with all the other Christian kids. So you've got an entire campus full of kids that have only ever heard one side of the story. And that's all they're going to continue to hear. So when they come out of Liberty University and they're 22, 23, 24 years old, and they come from a homeschool environment or a faith-based private school environment, and now they've spent four years at Liberty University, they are completely unequipped to operate and function in the real world because their entire life has been spoon-fed to them by people and parents that do not want their children to grow up to be smarter than they are i spent my my son's entire childhood trying to make him smarter than me trying to make him smarter than i am because i want him to have a better life i've had a great life i've got no complaints But deep down inside, I want my son to have a better life than I've had. And I think that's how parents should feel. And I think that's how parents should operate. And having said that, I hope that one day these kids that are being homeschooled, being forced to travel down that faith-based road, and never learn anything else other than what's taught to them in their Bible or by their parents. I hope that one day they figure it out, and they, in spite of their parents, have a better life than their parents ever had. So speaking of education, I've got a little homework assignment for you. I know you're listening. You didn't think you were going to have to do any work, but I've got a little bit of work that I need you to do. Now, I realize that 75% of my listeners are in the United States, so that's uh, 25% of my listeners. I don't know anything about their education systems where they live, and I hope that um, everyone is involved in their child's education or their grandchild or their niece or their nephew or a child that's in their life that they care about. Because so every kid should have somebody in their life that cares about them. Your homework assignment is as follows. I want you to go to a school board meeting or tune into one. A lot of them are a lot of them are aired on local access cable channels or but most of them I think are open to the public. And From time to time, it would probably be a good idea for you, especially if you have a child in the school system, to show up. I'm not asking you to stand up and make a statement or stand up and do anything. Just listen, pay attention. Pay attention to what's going on in our schools because I can tell you that the leaders and the politicians of the world are banking on us not paying attention. They're counting on it. They're counting on us to believe that the problems with public school systems only arise because of lack of funding. Excuse me. Our leaders and our politicians want us to believe that all of the problems um, in the school system can be fixed by throwing more money at it. And why do they do that? They do that because that helps them with what we talked about earlier. That helps them to get bills and ideas passed through by just saying, hey, a portion of the proceeds will go to education. So you should probably, if you care about your children's education, you should vote to approve this. It's not all about money. It's about commitment. It's about making decisions, doing the right thing. Our public schools are being overtaken and being run now by people who are divisive and they only want to get their viewpoint across. You know, they want to use the children as pawns in their little game. I'm not saying all school systems are like this. and I'm not saying all people involved in school systems are like this. But people have politicized and made our public schools a part of the political game, you know, the whole mask in schools debate and all of these things, everybody's become a politician. Everybody's either a Republican or a Democrat. And that's the narrative that they're trying to push. They don't really care how it affects the children. The children are actually an afterthought to these people. And we need to figure that out. We need to uh, start showing up at meetings and listening to what these people are really saying behind closed doors. It's open to the public. I mean, if you have a child that's in the public school system, you have every right to attend school board meetings. And I think we need to make a push. We do need to make a push that our teachers get paid more. I know for a fact that a lot of public school teachers spend a lot of their own money buying supplies for the kids shouldn't have to be that way you send a kid to public school now they have a whole list of things they have to bring with them they have to bring their tissues and their paper towels and their toilet paper and they have to bring their pencils and have to bring the glue and they have to bring all this shit for the first day of school when i was in school and i was part of the public school system the only thing i had to do as a kid was show up I just had to have clothes on. That's all I had to do. The pencils, the paper, all that shit was waiting for me. You know, there was toilet paper in the bathroom. I don't know how I got there. I don't know who put it there. And I didn't have to bring it. That right there alone, when you look at your kid's list of stuff they have to have to just to go to school, shows you that our education system and the priority of it is going backwards. Now, if you join the military, if you join the army, they don't give you a list of things to bring with you. They don't tell you to bring your own toilet paper. And they don't tell you to bring your own guns. They don't tell you to bring your own whatever. All they tell you to do is show up. If you show up, we've got everything you need. That's what our military tells people. But we don't tell our kids that. The education system doesn't say, hey, we just want you to be here. We'll take care of everything else. We'll have all the supplies and materials that you need. That tells you where the priorities are in this country. That tells you why we're headed to becoming a military state. Our government cares more about funding the military than they do about educating our children. Our government wants you to homeschool your child. Our government wants you to send them to a private school because they don't have time for it. They don't want to spend any more money on the schools than they have already. It's a lost cause to them. They want kids to come out of school and think that their only option is to join the military. That's what they want. They want to dumb down our kids so that they're easier to control later on in life because they don't know any better. That is what's going on. And it's sad. It's completely backwards. It's completely upside down. And quite frankly, it's just fucking weird. Our government would rather spend more money every year on fighter jets and bombs than they would on textbooks, papers, pens, globes, computers in classrooms, all of these things. Because they want us to be dumber. You know how I said that Homeschool parents and private school parents don't want their kids to be any smarter than they are. Well, that's how our government feels about us. They don't want us to smarten up. They don't want us to be better than the generation before us. They don't want us to have a better life than the generation before us. They want us to be completely dependent on them so that they can play their grown-up GI Joe games with our tax dollars. All right, I'm done. I'm done, I promise. You got your homework assignment. Look into it. All right, thank you for listening. If this was your first time, I hope you enjoyed it. Hope you got something out of it. If you're a repeat listener, thank you, thank you, thank you. Can't thank you enough. My subscribers and listens and everything have gone up higher and further than I ever expected. So thank you very much. Um, if you like what you heard, or if you thought it was interesting, please pass it along. Tell a friend, tell a family member, tell an enemy, tell somebody, please rate wherever you happen to listen. If they have a rating system, Apple podcast or whatever, and subscribe. I'm trying to drop these every Sunday. It's kind of my little attempt at irony when all the other people, all the Christians are in church. I'm Dropping this on you. So thank you. Um, I do appreciate the number of listens. I do appreciate the number of people who have reached out to me. I've received a lot of very kind emails, and I do greatly appreciate that. Keep them coming. Keep asking questions. I love hearing from you. You can reach me at the Bible Belt Atheist Podcast at gmail.com. No capital letters, no punctuation. Just the Bible Belt Atheist Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you very much. Now get out there and get to sinning.